We've all heard of the mind-body-spirit connection, but what does it actually mean, particularly when we talk about spirit? We're pretty clear on our body, we're pretty clear, well, sometimes in regard to our mind, but what about this spirit part? What does it actually mean? Well, in today's episode, I want to share with you an amazing, beautiful, powerful story of something that occurred that literally changed my life because it was that moment when I got to recognize spirit in its raw, true and powerful form. So stay tuned guys, let's get started. Hey guys, I'm Katherine Taylor, master coach of human potential and business turnarounds and founder of Success Alchemy. Here I share with you and digitize the learning that I was fortunate enough to have from some of the grandfathers of the human potential movement. Guys that were doing this work before you and I were even born. No pop psychology, no rah-rah, no BS. Just amazing info that'll give you insights and understanding of how you tick and what you can do to totally change the direction of your life and business. I am Catherine Taylor and welcome to Success Alchemy. I'm literally sitting at my desk at the moment preparing for a training that I'm delivering tomorrow to really support and facilitate that process of people connecting with and stepping into their power, being able to be authentic and real and deliver their message. One of the many things that I love to do. And as I was prepping, obviously, I was going through this process of where I need to cover in the training with them tomorrow about this mind-body-spirit connection. And it just dawned on me like that so often so many people have a, a conceptual understanding of what spirit is or a religious understanding of what it is, but have you actually had a body felt experience where you have been with someone and you can recognize them as spirit? Sounds a bit woo-woo, I know, but hey, that's the deal and that's what we're doing here, okay? So let me tell you a story. When I left school, when I left year 12, it was back in the day when women or young girls were either receptionists or nurses. Everyone was pushing for me to go down the nursing path. I did not want to have an ounce of that. You know, all the blood and guts and all that kind of stuff had zero interest for me. But I did want to be in a capacity where I was helping others. Anyway, a great opportunity came up where I was able to then apply and did get a job in being able to work with mentally and physically impaired children. Yeah, I know. I was 16, bear in mind, when I left year 12, I was not quite 17. So all well and good, I got this job. I was like, fantastic, I'm on my way. It was something that I really wanted to do because I had a level of compassion and patience and I knew that I could just be incredibly loving and support kids and really help them on their way, particularly when they were so challenged. Anyway, so my dad, God bless him, drove me to the job day one. I rocked in there with zero training, no training whatsoever. And I was told, Catherine, the job that we had allocated to you actually is not available. So you won't be working with children, you'll be working with adults. I was like, right, okay, well that's a bit more challenging for me at the tender age of 16. So I agreed, went along with it. I was literally taken to a ward, a lock-up ward, where there was approximately 50 beds in this lock-up ward. And my 
God, what I experienced when I walked in there, I had never seen people that were in such despair, that were so physically impaired. And honestly, just it was like there was no one home. There was absolutely no one home. There was these tormented bodies walking around. Yeah, I was pretty scarred from that experience, guys. I got to tell you, I had to do some work on that. That's for sure. I persisted through day one. All well and good. I was an absolute train wreck at the end of the day. I cried, actually, when my dad came to pick me up. I still didn't have my driver's license, so my dear dad had to pick me up, and I'd cried on the way home. And he was like, what's wrong? And I said, it's just so sad. It is just so sad. So I rocked up for day two, feeling a little queasy when I went, I've got to tell you. Day two, I was instructed to give a woman whose name I can still clearly remember, her name being Rebecca, to bath her, give her a bath. And I'm like, oh my God, I've never bathed another adult in my life. And so that was a bit awkward, number one, you know, let's be honest here, geez. And I, I was embarrassed, I was ashamed, like, you know, seeing another person that was naked and, you know, another adult that was naked and I had to care for it, like... I had no context, no context and zero training for it. Anyway, so I said to the person who instructed me, the person who was my supervisor, I was like, can she bath herself? And they said, no, she can't do anything for herself. And it was in that kind of tone. It was quite hostile. I was like, right, okay. So anyway, Rebecca, she was helped into the bath. Somebody put her into the bath. I walked into the bathroom and I looked at her and honestly, she just grunted and groaned. She was a woman who was in her mid-40s, um, can still see her face so clearly. And I was like, right, okay, I've got to do this. I have to do this. Anyway, I picked up a bar of soap and I took the bar of soap and I just, as I was standing outside the bath, rubbed the dry bar of soap up and down my arm. And I called her by name, Rebecca, nothing, Rebecca. And then I just turned up the intention, Rebecca, and she looked. So she then saw as I had the dry bar of soap rubbing it up and down my arm and I just handed her the bar of soap and I said, you. She did not understand the word. She did understand her name, but that was all. There was no other understanding there. She got to actually take the bar of soap with a little help. Of course, I coerced her and I just mimicked those same actions and like she was honestly just somewhere else, totally somewhere else. And I just knelt down, I looked at her and I said, Rebecca, and I did the same action. She looked at me and she totally mimicked those same actions. And she got that she was actually bathing herself. The joy that that woman experienced was extraordinary. I teared at the time. And she looked at me and I was like, oh my God, there you are. I see you. I see you. And for a moment, there she was in this body and with a mind that was totally tormented, disfigured and did not function well at all. And it was in that moment where I had that recognition of spirit in another. And I was like, oh my God, we are not a body we are not a mind. There is a light, there is an essence, there is a spirit that drives each of us. It was a profound moment. I was 16 years old. That 
moment, which happened literally in seconds, changed the trajectory of my life because I got that understanding of what spirit was. And so therefore I was like, oh my God, that is me. I am spirit at my core, at my essence. I have this amazing, beautiful body that I'm so grateful for that functions really well. And I have a personality. I have all my funny quirks. I've got my random crazy thinking. I am a whole package, but at my core, I am spirit. So my friends, just sharing with this with you today, because it's so easy to forget that at our core, that's who we are. This is the, the well of our life force, our life energy. And it's from this place that we can connect more fully with others around us, with a source that is greater than ourselves. So when you're out and about on the streets, when you're doing your shopping, you know, when you're filling your car up with fuel, whatever it is, when you're at work, have a look. Try and look beyond the personality. <coughs> Pardon me. Look beyond the behavior. Go hunting for the spirit of the person you are engaging with and for yourself also. All right, guys, I'll leave it with you there. You are an amazing spiritual being. Never forget it. Don't believe your personality. Don't believe your mind. You are spirit. Reconnect with that spirit. Much love. You can't tell me that didn't get you thinking. The question is now, how can you take what you've learned and put it into practical steps for you, your life and your business? To help you and to launch Success Alchemy, you can join for free my eight-week case study masterclass called Life Mastery. So head on over to successalchemy.info where for a limited time I'll work with you for free as a case study so you can get to see firsthand just how transformational this work is. So go on over to successalchemy.info and secure your spot now.